I'm Dwight Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment. No illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm Dewey Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because we are going to freestyle on today. This is the last podcast of the semester And my wonderful student is going to tell me what he has learned throughout the semester. So I'm really not sure what direction this episode is going to go. And we'll be practicing my instantaneous skill. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Abram Wills. Abram, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you. Thank you. You're the last individual. And as I have mentioned before, Abram, your partner did not make it to the podcast today. So I will not hold that against you as one of the four categories that you're being graded on is diversity in thought. And so I apologize for you having to do it alone, but I will not hold it against you. All right. And so you are the last student in the fall 2022 introduction to criminal justice course. So first thing I want to do is ask you how things went this semester. I would say they went pretty well. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I definitely learned a lot of new things that uh, I definitely didn't know before and I was just glad to have someone that was honestly organized with everything and made it easy for an online class. Cause I think that was one thing I was worried about coming into the class. Man, that's music to my ears, brother. You just made my day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, Abram, because as faculty or as instructors, we actually try to make sure that our students are able to, understand what we're trying to accomplish. And we try to simplify things in a way that you don't have any problems when it comes to finding your assignments and just actually no problems with Canvas. So how many credit hours do you take this semester? Uh, I have five classes. Oh, man. Okay. And so if you got five classes, are all of them three credit hours? Uh, I don't believe so. I got a stats math. I believe that's only other three credit other than English is. Okay. 
All right. But you got five total classes. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Very good. You've already finished all your assignments and all you got left is the final. And the final is next Tuesday. All right. Segment one. Segment one is for the educational and occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplished this, Abram, by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, what you plan to major in, why you enrolled in the class and give us one career go. Uh, so I grew up in a small town called Coal City. It's about an hour north of Heartland. And then uh, I attended Coal City High School. Um, I'm not really sure what I want to major in yet. I've had thoughts of being a game warden or something like that because I enjoy hunting. Okay. And then uh, I enrolled in the class mostly because of my uncle. He's involved. He's involved with the court systems. He was a state's attorney, and then he actually just got elected judge. Awesome. So yeah, he's always telling me some crazy stories. So I figured definitely an action-packed <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. And so oh, yeah. what county is he? Did he get elected as a judge? Oh, gosh. I know he was Grundy County State's attorney. OK. All right. Grundy County. OK. All right. Very good. That's awesome. Well, with that knowledge and what he has shared with you, you, I'm sure, know a lot about the criminal justice system. So we've learned a great deal about due process rights and criminal justice-related amendments. Segment two is about constitutional rights, as you very well know. So what would be your favorite constitutional right? Uh, Looking at them, I had to say uh, cruel and unusual punishment. I've never really had any of them affect me personally, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is a big one when I look at them, just because when someone were to go to jail or prison, I mean beating them up more. It's just not going to make things any better. And I mean, I believe in second chances a lot. So, I mean, helping them and helping them come out better. I think that's definitely one of the reasons I think that's my favorite. Wonderful, Abram. Wonderful, man. We need good people in the criminal justice system uh, like you that has that frame of mind where you're not thinking that everybody needs to be locked up and the key thrown away. You have a mindset and your thinking is, is that don't underpunish them, but definitely don't overpunishment. Let the punishment meet the crime. And when an individual goes to prison or pays their debt to society and they come out, then you want them to be successful. Awesome, man. So as part of segment two, as part of segment two, we're going to begin our discussion about the class in general and Abram is going to share the knowledge that he has gained and tell us what he's learned. We've talked about community corrections, criminal justice process, sentencing, jails and prisons, victims, criminal law, law enforcement, courtroom participants, the court, the trial, probation and parole, and juvenile justice. So let's begin with you giving us the first thing that you learn, Abram, that's at the top of your list. All right. So kind of going off of cruel and unusual punishment, I guess, uh, one of the big things that stood out to me was deterrence and all of those just because 
they really focused on helping like people in prison and also helping them avoid ending up there. So I felt like that was a big one for me. Absolutely. And I said that I was going to use my instantaneous skills. I had no idea that you were going to have deterrence at the top of your list. But one of the different types of deterrence is general deterrence. Do you remember that term? Yeah. Was that when uh, they're deterred from doing it again in the future? Yeah. It's the the term that is actually where judges are actually trying to deter the general population. Whatever their sentence that they hand down is designed to deter everybody in the country uh, as a whole. And then you have specific deterrence. You remember that term? That was the non-offenders making sure they don't actually commit a crime. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it, it is directed specifically at that one individual who violated the law. So as a whole, the court tries to not only deter that individual who is who has violated the law, but the court also tries to deter us as a general public. It can help explain the reason why we have lots of law abiders. All right. Very good. I asked just for the audience, I asked Abram to write down three things that he learned. So that would be the first thing that he learned. Abram, what do you have or what's the second thing on your list? So uh, another big one I felt we went over were just the offenses themselves and like part one and part two offenses and just being able to uh, pick out like which ones would lead to more of a punishment than the others and what's considered worse than other crimes. Awesome, my man. And as you were saying that, the first thought that came to my mind was crime typology. And hopefully, Abram, you will take my criminology class, which talks about and you will learn why people violate the law and why individuals are law abiders. What are the situation circumstances, the protective factors, the the risk factors that go into driving people to violate the law and help prevent individuals from violating the law and be law abiders. So when we talk about part one and part two offenses, one of the reasons why we have it divided like that is so that we are able to know how to categorize those offenses and give out appropriate punishments. All right. So what's the third thing on your list? So my third one, I know obviously uh, it has to do with juveniles. Obviously, I just okay. turned 18, so it doesn't have as much to do with me anymore. Okay. But uh, rewinship and regalt, I felt like those were two very important things to talk about, like even with your kids, just because there's always people who think they can get away with everything. And I mean, it's just not like that, especially at a young age. I mean, you just think the rules don't apply sometimes. So I think that's a big thing to teach, I guess. Awesome. Galt is very important because prior to GALT, juveniles didn't have those due process rights. And Winship also uh, is an important case because it allowed juveniles to actually be treated like adults 
in the sense of, I should say, in regard to the burden of proof, juveniles in the beginning, basically the court went on the word of the witness or went on the word of the probation officer or anybody that was testifying against them. But Winship actually increased that burden of proof and says that juveniles have to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, have to be given an attorney, et cetera, et cetera. I want to finish segment two by saying, let's talk about, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about some current events. Okay. And it's just your opinion. All right. Yep. Let's talk about judge cannons dragging is what the, the news media has been calling it. What do I mean? The warrant that was exercised on president Trump basically said to allow special treatment for Trump violates the 14th amendment equal protection under the law. Judge Cannon allowing a special master to handle the evidence before charges are filed. The appellate court said is a violation of the constitution and would provide him preferential treatment under the law, not equal protection. So first of all, I want to ask you what you think about that. So what it sounds like is he's trying to be viewed as like someone more important than everyone else. Like he's trying to, is that what he's basically yeah, saying? Yeah, because the judge said that Judge Cannon just kind of made something up. So they actually served a warrant, and she wanted to allow a special master to review the evidence before charges were even filed. And typically yeah, how the court system works is that charges are filed first, and yeah. then if they actually want file a motion and state that, some of that evidence shouldn't be considered. That's a little further down the line. So yeah. go ahead. St- st- uh, tell me what your thoughts were. I would say that, in my opinion, it sounds fishy from hearing it. I would think if he's having this lady look over the information, I mean, she could be throwing stuff out, whatever. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I would say having her looking at all the stuff before they can, or just treating it as him as someone someone else or doing the whole process different is totally unfair awesome. for everyone else. Awesome, my man. Awesome. Boy, you got the right frame of mind. We need you in the criminal <laughs> justice system, Abram. <laughs> All right. Former President Donald Trump, one more question or a couple more questions along those lines. Former Donald, uh, President Donald Trump, speaking for the Republican Party, remarked that the United States Constitution should be terminated and are set aside. Should people be speaking out about it, or is that something that we should just let go? He's actually saying that we should set the Constitution aside yeah. and that nobody should have any rights. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that, as a, him being a former president and being able to say that, I mean, that should tell you something. Awesome. <laughs> okay, and one last question around the Constitution. If you were a Georgia citizen, you know the uh, election for the Senate is taking place right now, and the results are probably coming in as we are recording this. If you were a Georgia citizen and you could vote, who would you vote for, Herschel Walker or Reverend Raphael Warnock? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Have you been following that at all, Abram? I have not. Okay. To be honest. Okay. All right then. Well, we won't we won't put you on the spot in regard to yeah. that. 
All right. Very good, my man. Segment three, (laughs) being a voice for change. Before I asked you what you say about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter, one of the main reasons this podcast is both criminal justice and social justice related, criminal justice and social justice with emphasis on good race relations is because of this. In an episode earlier in the semester, I mentioned that there is no secret that statistically speaking, white supremacy is the biggest national threat that we have in the United States. Today, this morning, the FBI published a bulletin warning us of those domestic violence extremists who have a racially and ethnically motivated extremist ideology and who are looking to create civil disorder and inspire further violence and even a possible race war. So now knowing that as an emerging adult who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say Abram about white supremacy and black lives matter? Uh, I would say right now it's definitely something scary. And uh, especially with all the recent past events, uh, you know, all the riots and all the stuff that went down protests and everything. I think obviously it was something they did need to do to make a statement. Um, some of them might not have been in the best way, but, uh, I would say it's just something that needs to be taught more at a younger age and have them actually understand it a little bit better just to sort of help this kind of ease up in order just because it is truly something that could become way scarier than it already is. Awesome. So you would advocate for teaching BLM and actually teaching that white supremacy is not a positive thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. I asked all my guests, Abram, and this is always funny to me because I get so many different answers. What would you like to see the Biden administration accomplish? So for me, I know it's one thing that they have been working on, uh, the minimum wage. Obviously it is increasing. Um, but I just feel like, uh, there are certain jobs out there that they're busting their chops to make some money. And I'm not talking like McDonald's, but I'm talking like nursing homes. I know they're getting paid 15, $12 an hour just to basically keep people alive every day. So I think that's something that should definitely take some notice. Awesome, man. You know what? In my 55 episodes, I don't think I've had anybody say that the minimum wage should be raised. I was always, I've always been the one to mention that. So man, again, that's awesome, dude. Marijuana. It is legal in Illinois. And do you think that it should become legal nationwide? Uh, nationwide to the public, I would definitely say no. Okay. Nationwide, possibly for medicinal use, though. I think that obviously could be a big factor that could help a lot of people. So just more places experimenting with that and learning some more about it, possibly, than expanding. But, yeah. Okay, very good. And the last thing that I want to ask you, my man, is free community college. What do you think? Um, I'm sort of in the middle because I feel like obviously there's people that should have to 
pay for it, I feel like. And then others obviously financially can't. So I feel like there should be a way to help them. And obviously there's financial aid and things like that. But I feel like there could be more done for certain people who maybe really don't have any sort of opportunity like that. Awesome, my man. I want to thank you for sticking it out for the whole 16 weeks because I know it could probably have been pretty anxious for you having to wait, having to wait all the way to the end of the semester and be the last one to actually complete your podcast assignment. So thank you, my man, for your patience. Thank you. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, what my man Abram has learned throughout the semester, important constitutional rights, and what can be done to make America a better place to live. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.